talk about. Yeah, this is C Night from the Dove Shack. Getting those shit out, kicking it at Kings Park with all the homies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So won't you um check out my homie Bo to the rock? Listening to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. Woo! It's something about that song right there. Happy summer, officially the first day of summer. That's a perfect song to bring us in, Andy. Y'all don't even know. If you don't know about that song right there, then you don't even know. Uh, definitely shout out to what what's the name of that group? Dove Shack LBC. Oh my goodness. What a jam right there. I hope you guys are enjoying your first day of summer. And ironically, it really does feel like summer today. I mean, you know, June gloom, we've been going through that whole thing. But today, I don't know what it is. They got the memo. They got the memo. It is summertime. And uh, I feel it. I feel it. And that's a perfect song to get us started with. Happy Wednesday. Hello to you over in YouTube. Hello to you all listening on the radio. Um, You, If you want to call in today, it's always fun hearing from you guys. So feel free to do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You are over in our YouTube. You're already following us. So good looking out over there on YouTube. But if you haven't already... Please hit that follow button on our social media pages at KBLA. You should follow me too at Robin Ayers just because it's a good idea and you should. (laughs) You should definitely do that. I talk back. I don't bite. I'm very welcoming. So you'll see once you are following me as well. Listen, if you don't want to call, if you don't want to be over in our chat on YouTube, feel free to use the open mic feature that's on our app, KBLA app. It's right there at the bottom says open mic you could go ahead and leave a message to any of the hosts that you want to leave a message for on any topic that you want to chime in on so we welcome you to do that as well and you never know your voice may be heard on the radio so uh whoa 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 there's a lot going on there there is a lot going on especially you know right here and right now I'm not that I haven't already been keeping them in the back of my mind but I am sending prayers and thoughts, positive thoughts out to the missing travelers who are in that submersive vehicle. People are calling it a submarine. It's it's whatever this vehicle is that has taken them down to try to visit the Titanic. We are praying for them. So many celebrities are speaking up behind it. Some people think it might even be a hoax. That's taking it too far. Listen, that's too far. Meek Mill. Um, he's basically saying they're running the same clips. Something seems a little off about that. And the fact that there's a billionaire in there with his own son. There are some people who are just, you know, kind of questioning that. Uh, that's not anything personally that I would question or play around with. Uh, people are questioning the son of one said billionaire. Uh, people are he's out here, by the way, he's living his life. And it seems to be that he's living his best life because people are calling him out because he attended a Blink 182 concert trying to have a good time. He seems to be all smiles while his family is trying to survive. And from what we know, there are um, the the amount of oxygen that is left on 
on board with them is very minimal. And to my knowledge, it is supposed to run out sometime tomorrow morning. So definitely sending prayers up. I don't wish that on anybody at all. Um, it's a scary thing. Um, also, I just got word, and I'm probably going to talk about this more in depth about it. But uh, Larsa Pippen has reportedly been awarded 50% of Scottie Pippen's Chicago Bulls retirement fund. Okay, you may have your own thoughts about this. I get it. I get it. I get it. Some people are going to say, oh, she's the gold digger. Some people are going to say, you know, uh, city. Wait, no, it's not city girls. <laughs> Somebody might call her a city girl and say city girls are up. Um She's set to receive a cash lump sum. Uh, but here's the thing about it. They have four kids together and 20 plus years married together. So whatever it is that you may say, you can argue that she deserves half of that money. I don't know. I don't know. Andy, nod yes or no. I mean, tell me what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, that is a retirement fund that he actually played hard. Blood, sweat and tears. He put that work in, but she's set to get half of that. Let me know what you think. She wasn't shooting with him in the gym. <laughs> That's what they all say. And then drops the mic. Okay, just like that. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, on another on another day. Listen, my question of the day, this is random, but I saw it and, and, I, and it made me really think. Are you a person who wears deodorant to bed? When you go to sleep, do you wear deodorant or do you let it breathe? <laughs> Is that too personal? No, that shouldn't be too personal. You sweat in your sleep. You you sweat. Um, you know, I, I'd like to know. Uh, for me, I'm, I let my skin breathe. I, I, I like to breathe a little bit. You know what I You let it breathe? Ty lets it breathe? Okay, all right. <laughs> so I want to know. I'm going to put that over in our YouTube chat. Do you wear deodorant when you go to sleep? I'd like to know. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into our discussion today because we have our contributor right now. But we are also having a wonderful interview later on in the show. But let's go ahead and get into the Rob Report right now. Now it's time for a breakdown. Well, we just recently talked about this, this particular individual. It's being said that Neo, superstar uh, Neo Soul, he's not he's more R&B than Neo Soul, but... Uh, he's in the in the news again because it's said that he is he owes a significant amount of unpaid taxes. I have thoughts on this. I really do. I have thoughts on this. First of all, I don't. I'm a nice person. I don't wish anyone uh, negative, like anything negative on their lives. I, I just don't. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to be happy. Um, but I, I'm curious about this, and I have some some thoughts on it. My you know, myself particularly. And also Tia Maury. It looks like she is uh, she's coming out winning, finalizing her divorce as well. We'll talk about that. So ironic that we're talking about that and we're talking about Larsa Pippa and the money and da 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 da. Anyway, we're going to get to it all with our contributor on the other side. Let's go ahead and um, do that all when we come forward. <laughs> You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Rob Report. You're inside the Rob Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Rob Report. Rob Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. I want to send a personal shout out to the to the person who just called. 
and uh, <laughs> had a comment but didn't want to say it on air. You know, it's all right. I'm not going to knock you. This this is what happens. A lot of people have plenty of ideas and plenty of things that they would like to say, but they don't want to say it on air. What's up, Andy? Can I share it? Please share it. What did <laughs> what did he say? So it was a gentleman who pretty much agreed with my, you know, my short little statement about uh, Larsa Pippen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he proceeded to basically say that, you know, even though she wasn't shooting with him in the gym, <laughs> She allowed Scottie Pippen to shoot. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. All right. We get it. We get it. Uh, <laughs> yes. And Fahima, congratulations about that uh, that swag bag. Keep in mind, we are keeping these swag bags going all month long. You have to listen to the station. You got to listen to the station and, and, and see who is giving out the swag bag that day. Well, Fahima won hers yesterday. So definitely shout out to you. And it looks like. I'm giving a shout out to 60% of you who said, I don't wear deodorant at night either. Okay, so, uh, all right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep that up for a little bit. Andy, deodorant or not? Um, no. Okay. But I do I do lubricate my body, though. Got, totally. That's that's good. <laughs> that, so, it's a good thing. So then, I mean, why not put the deodorant Why on? not put the deodorant on, especially if you sweat at night? Why not? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get to our contributor for the day. Y'all know it's Wednesday. That means TK is on the line. I got bars. TK Trinidad. Uh, hello and happy Wednesday, TK. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. Happy official summer day. Um, I wore a green, I guess, that blend. You know, this I'm giving summer. I'm giving summer vibes. Yes, I'm you know, I'm putting it out there. So I don't know how you're <laughs> how you are feeling and how you're looking today, but I, I wish you a happy summer day. Um TK, let's do we agree that being a celebrity, I think everybody wants to at least have the experience. Everybody thinks that they want to be famous. Well, not everybody. A lot of people think they want to be famous, but it is probably very, very difficult. Really difficult if you become very successful because you lose privacy. You make a lot of money, but you have to be accountable for this money. And it seems as though Neo allegedly, okay, Neo has not been accountable nor responsible with the amount of money that he's made. And I'm sure he's made millions of dollars at this point because it looks like he's uh, reportedly owing over $3 million in unpaid taxes. You, If you have to pay $3 million in taxes just for one particular year that they're coming after you, how much money did you really make? I don't know. But uh, so that that's what it, it seems as though uh, the IRS has filed a federal tax lien accusing him. His name is Schaefer Smith, by the way, is his government name. They're accusing him of owing a total of $3,166,811.68. I heard they, they petty for that. They petty for that. They taking it down to the cents. Well, uh, that was just in 2020. Um, we are aware that he and his, his ex-wife, Crystal Renee, they finalized their divorce. But if you remember, he owed her a ton of money as well um, after they settled he was she she was actually awarded one point six million dollars for their real estate holdings, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a new car. And and on top of that, twelve thousand dollars a month in child support for their three children that they share. Give me your thoughts on this, TK. Is it 
I don't know if you've ever wanted to experience that. It must be very difficult to make that kind of money to keep up with the taxes. It's hard enough just as a regular law-abiding citizen paying your taxes. But to make that kind of money and then having to owe money and all of that. Give me your thoughts on this, TK. Well, I mean, again, I kind of have to know what the whole story is. Because it could be, and we've seen this a lot um, happen throughout the years where you know, you have your bookkeeper and your accountant and your tax person and you're, you know, you're giving them the information that they need and they're, they should either be um, filing the taxes or all the things mm-hmm. and you're assuming that they're doing their job. Because when you have that amount of money, like, I don't see Neo just, you know, sitting down during tax season and, you know, mm-hmm. sitting out at the calculator. So I feel like there's other people involved and one, did somebody, you know, not pay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my first question, because even with my tax person, like, you know, it's like, I know the questions she's going to ask. I've been working with her for like three years. It's like, I know the questions she's going to ask. And there's certain things that she doesn't know that she's going to inquire and all the things, mm-hmm. um, or there's certain things that don't make sense. And same with my bookkeeper. So, you know, that's my first question. Like, where is the accountant or where is the, the mm-hmm. bookkeeper at? Like, where, where are those people? Mm-hmm. Because... You know, I just have a little bit of money and I, I, yeah, I'm not messing around. But also the benefit of them is that they also know a lot of the tax law. So they can make sure that your money is as like you're not going to be taken to the cleaners, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yes, definitely on Neo for not checking. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like I highly doubt it was just him like, you know, he has everything to mail out to the taxes, and then all of a sudden he's like, ah, not going to do it this year. Like, mm. I, IRS is not, like, everybody knows IRS is not something to play with. So right. there's a bigger story that he may not be able to say or he has to figure out that we're going to hear eventually. Yeah. I know a lot of people, celebrities specifically, who've spoken out about this very thing. Obviously, Wesley Snipes was a big example. That was a very large public example of um, having problems year after year with taxes. And I can't imagine that they would just say, oh, forget it. Like, I'm not going to pay my taxes this year. I can't imagine that that's the case. But right. It's, it's like the, the conversation that we have around celebrities or well-known people or well, well-to-do people who need some form of training, some form of therapies. They need all kinds of things, in my opinion, before they're even able. <laughs> Look at me, quote unquote able, because it's not up to anybody to, to say whether someone can become a celebrity or not. It just happens. But um, in my in my. Uh, optimistic euphoric mind I'm thinking in a perfect euphoria wouldn't it be or utopia rather wouldn't it be ideal that they would um, they would be aligned with the perfect people they would they would know about taxes they would know about how what to do with their money investing and uh, and they would also be given like therapy for enduring what you're about to endure as a celebrity let's just take Jay-Z and Beyonce as an example these two people, someone compared Beyonce to the basically the president. They're like, she's basically the <laughs> the president. People call her the queen. They they say all of these things. They have literally surpassed a certain type, a, a, a certain celebrity that we know. They've surpassed that. Now, good for them that they can 
it seems as though they deal with things like this so well. But not everybody can deal with that type of pressure, with that type of money, uh, that type of responsibility that that it comes with. So Neo, getting back to him, it's not that I think he squandered his money away or just didn't think to take care of his responsibilities. But these are things finding the right people and they're tr- and mm-hmm. looking at their tr- their track records, researching, not just a, a homie hookup or not just someone who's referring you to someone down the street, but someone who's really, really certified and has a great track record of keeping you on on par and, and on track with your money. Because coming up with I don't know how much money he has in his bank, but if he has to just come up with three million dollars over three million dollars to pay, I just don't know how he'll uh, how he'll recover from that. Um, but hopefully we know that Neo and his ex-wife, Crystal Renee, recently opened up another location of a restaurant, which, uh, as we know, it's in Atlanta. It's called Johnny's World Famous Chicken and Waffles. I'm hoping that they sell a lot of chicken and waffles. Neo, I, <laughs> I'm hoping because they got a lot of money to pay and he's still paying out of pocket to Crystal Renee. So um, I don't know. The goal for me, what I've always said is live there before you live there, right? So live there in preparation, live there in your mind. If you want to be a celebrity or you want, it doesn't have to be about celebrity, but if you want to uh, amount a certain amount, you know, a a certain amount of of success, you want to, um, you want to acquire things and, and all of the stuff. If you, if that's where you want to go in life, you should live there and prepare for that before you actually get there. I like. I the definitely point. agree with that. Yeah, I like. I like that point that I just made, TK. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, well, it I looks mean, like you were there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fifty percent of you say yes that you did want to be a celebrity. If it, have you ever wanted to be a celebrity? It's fifty percent. It's fifty and fifty. Wow. Okay. Well, if you are one of the people who says I want to be a celebrity and it's mainly for you know income and you want to amass success and money and all of these different things, hopefully you will take the advice of Robin Ayers who says live there before you live there. Okay, so Fahima Sex says if they have lawyers and an accountant, they wouldn't have those problems, but people don't always do that. Well, I agree with that to a certain degree, but like TK and I are saying, you have to have the right ones too because there mm-hmm. are some people who will take your money, number one. <laughs> they will they will mess you up. They will uh, mishandle your business, your money, your finances, all of these things. So I do agree with that. However, there are instances where it has not even if people have the right intention it has not worked out well for them um tk well tia maori maori she is officially it seems as though she is officially done with her ex-husband Corey hardrick they have finalized their divorce and she is said to not have to pay this man any spousal support i know that Tia and her sister Tamara, but specifically right now, Tia, I know that she has been in the industry for quite some time. She has earned the right to, uh, to, 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 you know, all the things that she has, all of her money, all the house, she's got a $4 million home in Studio City, uh, all of these different things. She's earned it. Her husband came along and a lot of people had a problem with the fact that he wasn't earning like she was earning. It, it, it seemed to be uh, unequally yoked. Uh, at some point, it, it definitely seemed that way, according to what some people said when they first got married. But it, it looks like she's able to now keep her money 
All right. She's keeping her money. She does not have to pay spousal support. He still has to come out of the pocket, though, 50-50 and in terms of taking care of the expenses for their kids, their private school, their uh, any extracurricular things. Is this a I know we're on the outside here, but a lot of people talk about it. Some people some people are for spousal support. If you were one of the if you were the one who was making all the money. Some people are for that, paying the other spouse, and some people are just totally against it. In this particular instance, what are your thoughts on it? Um, ooh. that's a tough one. I mean, I, I what it what it sounds like is that, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I, like you were saying, we don't know them, but what it sounds like is that um, Tia and Tamara's mom or family member made sure to set them up business-wise, regardless if it's the marriage or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, you just, because we've talked about these stories over and over again. Like, you just don't come out and be lucky enough not to pay spouse support. There was certain things that have, were done um, either before he came or while he was there or just paperwork. Like, that's what it all is. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of, you know, quote-unquote, left, left her out that she doesn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, and again, this might sound sexist, but as a man, like, do you want spousal support or do you want to go and make your own money? Mm. Like, well, I mean, know, again, mm-hmm. you know, I might be a little old school, but it just feels like, you know, you're going to just take a check from your wife or your ex-wife to do what? Some people would say. Again, I'm only saying this. I'm I'm not saying that these are my beliefs. I'm only saying this because I post a lot of content. TK, you know this. I post a lot of content on social media. And they all do surround different topics. This is one of them. And I hear different points of views from different people. Men, women, people who know me, people who don't. People who don't care less about it. They they couldn't care less. Um, So... Some people would view a man getting spousal support as something that is, uh, you know, um, looked at as as lesser than, looked at as as weaker than. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with that specifically. I, but I just feel like he's in the same industry as her. Go work, go, you know, or do your best to work, right? And I think he is. This is not to take away from anything that he's doing. Um, it's just if that's a request of yours to, to you know, get spousal support or, excuse me, spousal support from your ex-wife, some people could look at that as, um, as just... Um, you know, a weak move, but I, I won't necessarily say that again. I don't necessarily share these uh, same sentiments. Um, TK, already, I have to let you go. This has been, <laughs> this has been fun though. Are we going to have you back next week, TK? I will be back next week. Thank you so much. Let everybody know very quickly where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me everywhere on all the things at TK Trinidad. You heard her all the things at TK Trinidad. We will talk with you next week. Enjoy your uh, your evening. You too. Thank you. And when we come forward, we have got this wonderful interview that I've been telling you about. Right now, we've got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. More of The Raw Report with Robin Ayers when we come forward. Keeping you informed about what's really going on. Who's got next? And what not to miss in entertainment. You're listening to The Raw Report Report. on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh, yeah. That feels so good. 
You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Before we get into this wonderful interview with our guest today, Aisha Harris, I'm going to take this phone call from Fahima. I think she wants to jump in on this conversation that we've been having. Fahima, thanks for calling The Raw Report. Yes, Yes, Robin, thank you for taking my call, and I will make it quickly. I did share with you once about my friend who made six figures, and his he had his children's uh, mother pay him child support, and he, you know, she was uh, simply a, a, a uh, teaching assistant. But the thing is, is that more often than not, these people that are doing child support and the court enforcing this, I mean, you, you have children just co-parent and provide to them. Often people are just trying to hurt the mm. other person. I'm not talking about spousal support, but with child support. You know, I have a client now, her and her husband, or her ex-husband, they're co-parenting. You don't need a court to to encourage you to take care of your children. I'm going to hang up and listen to your interview. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much for calling Fahima. Uh, she's right. I mean, you know, I just say be good co-parents. Do a great job of that. Well... I won't hold you any longer. Listen, we have a wonderful, I've been looking into this woman and learning a lot about her. Uh, I'm excited to have on the line with us today. Her name is Aisha Harris, co-host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. And she's on the show today to discuss her book, Wannabe, Reckonings with a Pop Culture That Shapes Me. Aisha Harris, welcome to The Raw Report. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you. I, I hear that you're traveling and doing all of these wonderful things. <laughs> so thanks for making the time to call today. Uh, and, and again, happy uh, first day of summer. How, how are you spending the first day of summer? You know what? I spent it traveling to New York, uh, but I lived in New York for nine years. So it's nice to be back uh, to visit. Well, there you go. <laughs> is, it, is it sunny or are, is it still cold over there? Oh, it's actually pretty nice. It's warm. Uh, it's, it was a little overcast, but it, it's it's nice. The weather's warm. Okay. Least. All right. Well, here back in L.A., we are also experiencing some warm weather finally. So, uh, you know, it seems like we're on the same page, enjoying the same things today. Um, Aisha, I got a little bit into your book, just a little bit, and I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. I There we could go on and on and actually have a conversation because I think that your book in so many ways I find relatable, but I believe a lot of people can before we get into it. Can you let everybody know a little bit about you? Sure. Yeah. So I'm the co-host of NPR's pop culture happy hour. I was previously a critic and editor at slate magazine and the New York times. And I've been covering pop culture for over a decade now. And uh, with Wannabe, I wanted to sort of explore how pop culture has really uh, influenced the way that I think and the way that I interact with other people and also the way that I see myself. And I also wanted to sort of turn the, the, turn the lens back on the readers and, and kind of explore how it's also affected all of us and that it's really important to take pop culture seriously in a way that we don't often think to do. I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people in in my experience whom I've talked to because we we're in the same field uh, a lot of people don't take pop culture seriously and I like the the fact that you said listen if we uh, it, it can be important it actually is important but specifically I love how you fr- how you frame the juxtaposition of you growing up against the backdrop of pop culture and how it helped to frame your identity you you uh, started off in this in this book 
about a conversation that you had. It was actually an interview with Chance the Rapper. And you were talking about the tone of your voice, the sound of your voice, or uh, the blackness, or maybe even lack thereof, as, uh, as, as you do throughout your book, pulling references from pop culture to your identity, which I thought was brilliant. And, uh, and again, I feel like it's relatable. Has that been the same sentiment that you're getting so far from the readers of your book? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the first chapter where I mentioned Chance the Rapper is all about my exploration of my name and how people have reacted to my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, I, you know, I have a name that many people have. But when I was growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white uh, suburb and it was not something that p- other people around me had. And so there were different reactions to it. And I've talk to people who have read the book and who have read that chapter especially and they're like even if they don't have my name they can relate to having people try and use pop culture references to to (laughs) to connect to their name or mispronouncing it wildly mispronouncing it so it's definitely been something that people have been able to connect with um, even if their experiences are not quite the same as mine yeah uh it's funny i i noticed something in the title of your book you said that uh it's basically it shapes you reckonings with the pop culture that shapes me as in present tense and not past tense. Like it's already shaped you in your identity and how you view the world. Uh, why is it still impacting you? So why is it why is it present tense, present tense instead of past? Because, you know, as a critic, I feel like I'm always evolving in my perspectives on how I uh, interact with pop culture and art. And there's still so much new art that is coming out that is continues to influence me in different ways. I, I think about someone like SZA and her lyrics and the way that, like, even though I am no longer single and I am in my 30s and I'm not in my 20s, I can relate so much to all of the things she sings about and raps mm-hmm. about. Um, and I, I wish that I had that when I was younger, um, that kind of um, uh, tapping in and, and really this creative flow that she has. And so for me, I think like it's important to note that pop culture is always working on us, even after we are of, you know, after we've grown out of being teenagers or young people. It's, it's a constant evolution. And that was what I wanted to get across in the book. I'm glad that you mentioned that as well, because there is this conversation that I've had quite quite a bit. Aisha, about this newer generation, even in in terms of music. I mean, it all goes under pop culture, right? But music and film and and what this new generation is into. How, how, what are your views on pop culture today, music today? Um, You know, you've used at this point a couple of references to musical artists. So in terms of music, how do you see it? Because you know, I always think back to we I think all of us have a similar story where we play our music and our parents and grandparents. They're like, oh, you don't know good music. You you know, you need to know, <laughs> you know, they're always referencing when they were growing up, which as we get older, yes. we recognize they are right. You know, I mean, I, don't don't <laughs> let me put on some Earth, Wind and Fire and Isley Brothers right now. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely rocking with that. But the generation who's behind us and those who are coming up are saying the same thing about us. Is it some is there a disconnect or do you actually relate to it and say, you know, even that can impact me and and my life right now? Yeah, I think it's so funny because when I think about when I was growing up, I had to listen to all of my parents' music. And so I grew up, yes, listening to the stuff that I liked, whether it was 
the Spice Girls or Aaliyah or TLC, but I also listen to Motown and I listen to Billie Holiday. And I think today I wonder about kids who everyone has headphones on now or they have iPads to play with and like, and Spotify and streaming allows people to just put on whatever they want to. Um, and I wonder if kids, younger kids today are really connecting in the same way that like a lot of us were able to with our parents mm. um, and that influence. But it is interesting to see how certain songs are seeing a resurgence on TikTok, even mm-hmm. though the kids don't necessarily know that these are old songs, you know, like they're, you know, they're, they're like jamming out to Kate Bush or whatever. And I think it's really interesting to see how like things have changed, but also things kind of remain the same and, and pop culture can keep showing up in, in new and interesting ways, even if it's 50 years old, 40 years old, you know. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is for parents, for, for I'm saying our generation to still encourage, strongly encourage our kids to listen to our, our music, our day and age, and even, even you know, older? Uh, how important do you think that is? Do you think that that would, uh, as a whole, help to shape them and their, their identity as well? Yeah, because none of this culture happens in a vacuum, right? Like mm-hmm. every artist, especially even the younger artists today, they're influenced by the people who came before them. And so I think it's really important to understand and know, um, you know, what the roots are and the origins are of that, you know, big viral song that's, that exists now. It's, it's, it is not new. It's something that is, uh, everything is somewhat derivative. And I think that, you know, the more you know, the more you'll be able to sort of put pieces together and also understand just the history of where we are now. Hmm. Again, uh, we're talking with Aisha Harris. She is the co-host of uh, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour and the author of Wannabe Reckonings with the Pop Culture That Shapes Me. I never got to it again. I, I want to get my hands all up and through this book, Aisha, because, it, again, I, I can identify with it just from what I've read. But I think everybody, to a certain degree, will be able to identify with it just in terms of it whatever age you are you have your own experiences maybe it's uh music videos from something you watch that you could relate to or certain songs or artists um but maybe you can share with us since we, I, I didn't get too far in the book maybe you can share with us one particular um example or experience that you had that really kind of helped shape you really was maybe uh, had an impact on you and your uh and how you maybe view things moving forward in your life um if that makes sense can you can you recall something like that from your book yeah so one of my favorite chapters is about how we reckon with black art today and my argument is basically that things have we've we've come a long way uh especially when it comes to film and tv of black representation and film and tv and i think that you know back in the day when it was only Sidney poitier or harry belafonte or we only have black exploitation films for the most part mm-hmm. i could understand why there would be a concern about positive versus negative images mm-hmm. and um that being the main thing we focus on but i think it, today we have so many black filmmakers and creators who are flourishing to the point where like when bad stuff gets through and not all of it's good i i I don't think um and when it's not good i don't feel like it's necessary that i have to praise it just because it's made by a black person i think we should be able to 
really, really wrestle with art. And I think it's doing a disservice to black art to treat it like it's something fragile, like it's, you know, something with kids gloves. I think that, you know, in order to really take black art seriously, whether I think it's good or bad, I need to really just uh, address it as a whole and not just based off of representation. And so I talk a little bit about in, in the book, I talk about that and how a movie like Red Tails. I don't know if you remember that film mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. a decade ago about yeah. the Tuskegee Airmen um, and how there was this whole rally around trying to get people to go see the movie because, you know, it was about black, like real life black heroes. And we rarely get movies made like this where it's like an action movie and it's about real black people. Um, but the movie, as far as I know, is not very good, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I think, I think we should feel free to say that, you know? Um, even if it is made by black people. So that's one of the chapters is really kind of wrestling with how we address and assess black art in a time when we are flourishing in many, many ways. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Uh, I I definitely encourage everybody to grab this book. Can you let us know where it is available um, and, uh, and where people can find you specifically online or anywhere else for that matter? Yeah, you can find the book anywhere books are sold. You can probably find it in your local bookshop. I also have an audiobook version if that's more your jam. I read the whole whole book myself. <laughs> um, and you can find it there. And then you can also find me uh, at the best place is probably on my website, AishaHarris.com. Um, and there you can find all my socials, you know, Twitter and, and Instagram and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. I got to tell you, I can listen to your voice all day. I I, I oh, am an audio. <laughs> I love audiobooks. That is my thing. I listen to them all the time. I drive quite a bit uh, here in LA, so I'm always listening to audiobooks. So the fact that you read it and the fact that you authored a book, I have to say, I, I'm an author as well. That is no easy feat. So I have to applaud you for that, just in and of itself, and to be able to gather pieces from your life and uh, all of that, put that into a, a piece of of art itself is is uh commendable so definitely want to shout you out for that and we will get our hands on this book i'd love to have you back at some point after i've read it and we could have a great conversation around it because i'm sure i will uh love it just from what i've read already that sounds great thank you so much truly appreciate you aisha thank you so much enjoy the rest of your evening you too thanks thank you When we come forward, we've got your who's got next and what not to miss on The Rob Report. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at The Rob Report. Keep it locked. You're inside The Rob Report Report. with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Brady and the Ad Council. Giving you your daily dose of entertainment and celebrity news. You're inside the Rob the Report. Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, shout out to Nephew for sending me this song, uh, this artist, uh, Kenya Vaughn. This is Summer. To get myself dressed in Gotta get to work Cause my boss be stressing Back and forth and forth And back texting Fed up why they keep on testing My patience, baby I'm tired of your complaining Just give it up, I'm frustrated Think I might need some space I need some peace 
she giving my love Sometimes I feel like I just wanna get away from it all Disappear, go somewhere to clear my mind if I If I had my way, I'd pack my bags and leave today Take a plane and escape to some place where summer never ends Where there's blue skies and sunshine and summer never ends Sitting poolside, it's so high and summer never ends What you see, never find another one, another one like me. You live off this misery, you're the fifth one. My energy's wasted, my patience, baby. I'm tired of your complaining. Just give it up, I'm frustrated. Think I might need some space, I need some peace. So cold, you're killing my love. Sometimes I feel like I just wanna get away from it all, disappear, go somewhere to clear my mind. If I had my way, I'd pack my bags and leave today Take a plane and escape to some place where summer never ends Where there's blue skies and sunshine and summer never ends Sitting poolside, it's so high and summer never ends Hop on a fly to, to catch a vibe, oh yeah Well, well, well That is the vibe. Sometimes I feel like That's I just want to get away from it all. Disappear, go somewhere to clear my mind. And, and it feels good too, Andy, because it's the uh, song. Well, we know that it was a, a sample, but it's uh, back in the day when I was young. Yeah. That's the homie, by the way. I still, I still got to get him on the show. Uh,. Yeah, so that is Who's Got Next. It is a nice vibe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a nice vibe. That's Kenya Vaughn. The, the song is called Summer. All right, this is what I don't want you to miss. You can't miss this. I am definitely going to try my hardest not to miss this. It's the reunion tour. Kirk Franklin, Ty Tribbett, David and Tamala Mann, Israel Houghton, and the Clark sisters. They are going on tour. It's called the reunion tour. I'm sure it's going to be in your city, wherever your city is, in order to find out more information on it, of course, you can Google. Uh, but that's just too easy. Um, so what you should do is you can text the word REUNION to 404-948-5620. Text the word REUNION to 404-948-5620. And you can get more information on the REUNION tour. Again, that's about to be lit. If you like gospel music and these got these are hype gospel music. It's not just, you know, uh, somber. <laughs> It's going to be great. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, thank you guys. Pretty Brown Mimi and Nuke. Penny Thompson, you all say that you like the vibe. Uh, Forrest, this is a conversation that I'd love to continue to have. We're talking about spousal support and child support and all of these things. What's fair, what's not. Um Great conversation today. I appreciate TK Trinidad for calling in. I appreciate Aisha Harris. Make sure that you check out her book, Wannabe. Uh, that that sounds, trust me, I, I, I picked up a little bit. I read a little bit. It definitely sounds like something that you can uh, relate to. It sounds fantastic. Again, the name of the book is called Wannabe, Reckonings with the Pop Culture That Shapes Me. You can find her as the co-host on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Um, so definitely make sure that you tap in with Aisha Harris. All right. Well, when we come forward, it's not going to be me. It is going to be the voice of Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. 
uh, you know that the show is going to be hot like fire because it always is. The topic tonight, to what extent has the image of Ike Turner, the renowned entertainer and musician, evolved into that of a mythical yet silent hero among some modern black men? <laughs> it's always deep. Listen, you guys had a great time. I'm Robin Ayers. I appreciate you. And remember today and every day forward to be a blessing. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.